PCC, what is happening? We are so glad you're here today. I am Ellis Hobson. And I'm Ari Holland. And we're here for just a few minutes before the service starts to hang out, talk about some things, talk about some things that are relevant, some mm-hmm. things that are not, kind of exactly. just whatever floats to mind, but we're just here to hang out with you guys. So we would love to know that you were here. Go in the chat. Let us know where you're watching from. Say hi. Say hi. Say hello. Put a waving emoji, whatever you got to do. If it's on a, If you're watching on a phone, it's down here. If you're watching on a computer or tablet, it's over here somewhere. You know, you think I know by now, but I don't. Yeah. Anyway, Ari, what's up, man? Why don't you uh, tell the people who you are, what you do around here? They might not see you all the time, so tell them what's up. So I'm Ari. I'm a, I'm an intern here at the church. I work under the creative arts department, so that is a mix of music and production. So I just kind of scoot around playing music or helping with lights or sound. It's kind of just what I do. So I'm really just kind of... Whatever they need me to do, I do. That's my job. That's a good attitude. That's a good answer. This guy, he's got it. He's got it. Try. So we have these uh, these snazzy shirts on today. They're not a coincidence. Mm-mm. It's 2022, and things that are 20 years old in 2022 include the movies Spider-Man, the original one with Tobey Maguire, mm-hmm. Star Wars Episode Two, Attack of the Clones. Um, I think I want to say Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Uh, and there was another one I can't remember now, but also one Passion Community Church is 20 years old in mm-hmm. 2022. 20. Yeah, and that's what we're celebrating that's a lot today. of years. That is a lot of years. That is some staying power, and that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So today we're celebrating our 20-year anniversary here at PCC. Ari, what were you doing 20 years ago, man? I gotta mm-hmm. know. Well, I must say, uh... <laughs> I was not alive. In oh, fact, I okay. was not here. God was forming me with his hands. There you go. There you go. Forming you in your mother's womb, you yes. might say. There you go. All <laughs> Two right. Two years after the creation of PCC. It's <laughs> awesome. It's awesome. Um, let's see. 20 years ago, or two, we're in 2002, I had been, I had just moved to Powhatan. Mm-hmm. I was in, I think I would have been in third grade. So, dang. So, the church has been around a long time. It's pretty awesome. Ari, you know, you haven't been around forever. I mean, you have mm-hmm. you haven't you haven't been on earth forever, yeah, but yeah. you have been at PCC forever. What are some of your your favorite moments, favorite things that come to mind when you think back? Favorite moments. I've always loved the Christmas services. Mm, okay. It's just there's always something a little extra, like whether it's Christmas or Easter, there's always like some like exotic instrument on stage mm-hmm. or some really cool like uh, like effects with the lighting or we're playing like some songs. I love when we play a song that's uh, like a secular song. I think that's really cool. Yep. Uh, especially when it like really fits uh, what we're going for. Yeah. So that's cool, what I, that's, those are some things that I absolutely love. Yeah. On that note, I think one of the, was one of the first, first few Sundays I came here, Elijah saying man in the mirror, Michael mm. Jackson. And I was like, what is happening? What is this place? <laughs> I want more. I like it here. <laughs> and so um, I think the Christmas service, that's a good shout. I would mm-hmm. say the same thing for Easter. We have some pretty awesome Easter services. Um, I, I, I'm i going to shout out PCC students because, of course, I am. PCC oh, yeah. students is awesome. And even in the last four-ish years since I've been here, it's really grown and uh, become something oh, yeah become something special. It was something yeah. special before, but it's becoming oh, yeah. even more special. Especially that student band. Oh, I'm yes. I'm a little biased yes. because <laughs> I, I I helped uh, lead the student band. I still do, uh, but it's one of my passions, and the student band has just been a blessing. You know, 
Uh, we lost a lot of people when I first came into the student band, but mm-hmm. it is bigger than ever now, and they're thriving. And it's just absolutely amazing to see God moving through them. Yeah, that's awesome. It's awesome, man. So, yeah, we're celebrating today, whether you've been here for a year, six mm-hmm. months, three months. This is this might be your first week. I don't know. Or yeah. you've been here the entire time, the whole 20 years. Or 18 I, for me. Or know. 18. There you yeah. go. Working I, on it. I don't know what online church looked like 20 years ago or if it even existed. But, yeah. you know, if you're here since the inception of PCC Online, you're celebrating too. We want to know how long you've been around and what your favorite moments are. So put those Mm -hmm. in the chat. We're going to be checking those out through the service. It's going to be awesome. So look, today, it's just a big party. Oh yeah. Get ready. Go get your whatever party food you would have for your Super Bowl party um, or Christmas, Christmas, all that stuff. Go get it. Get it ready. It's going to be amazing. You'll want to have all that stuff with you so you don't miss any of this. So Ari... Man, parting thoughts. It's almost time. So parting thoughts. Parting thoughts. What else? What else? What are you excited about today? I'm. What am I excited about today? Well, I'm excited because I got to learn a bit more about lighting, mm-hmm. and today I also get to go help mix sound at Midlow. Okay. So that's that's what I'm personally excited okay. about. So you got a sneak peek. You know some of the cool stuff that's coming. Oh, yeah. oh all right. Oh, yeah. All right. So I'm I'm excited for you ah. because I've already seen it, but I know that you're going to love it. It's going to be amazing. It's a good day. This guy gets it. He's we're building we love building suspense around yeah. here and this guy this guy's got it. I'm excited to celebrate the entire journey to see some of the stuff that I wasn't even around for and uh oh, today Today, we're going to do something special. We're mm-hmm. going to take communion during the service. So while you're getting all your snacks and food and things like that, your party food, you'll want to get stuff for that. Have that near you uh, towards the end of the service. You're going to need that because we're going to take communion today. So it's about that time. I'm going to pray for yes. us real quick, and then uh, it'll be time for church. So all right. let's pray. God, we are so grateful to see you do amazing things. And um, the thing we're celebrating the most today is PCC, the church that is PCC. We are grateful for the entire journey and uh, grateful for the opportunity to reflect back on that journey, whether we were here at the beginning or we just came recently. We're just excited to celebrate all that you do through this place and will continue to do. God, we thank you. We love you. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, it's about that time. We'll see you. At PCC, we take Jesus seriously. When he said, love God with all your heart, we think he actually meant it. So, we do. about God from passionate teachers. We make worship and studying the Bible a daily part of our lives. We wrestle with Scripture together and on our own. And we go wherever He leads us to help others do the same thing. Jesus also said, love your neighbor as yourself. And we think He meant that too. So we spend time together because we think relationships matter. 
We offer help when it's needed. We live generously. We give sacrificially. And we welcome everybody. We take Jesus seriously, but not ourselves. We're the least likely people with the most amazing God and a passionate vision to love God and to love others. To reach people who don't go to church so that we can all know God, discover purpose, get real, make a difference, and be the change. so glad you are here today. Welcome to church. Well, hey, and welcome to PCC. We just want to invite you to worship with us today because the Lord is here and the Lord is good. Amen.
Yes and amen You 
sure hope that wherever you are, you seized the opportunity to really worship with us today. And I hope that you connected with God along the way. I'm Brian Hughes, I'm the senior pastor here. And Passion Community Church is a multi-site church broadcasting from Central Virginia, but through this platform that you're a part of right now, we're reaching to places all over the United States and all over the world. You might realize that we're a little bit different and there's a reason for that and it's centered in our very reason for existing. And I'll unpack that for you a little bit later. But if you have questions along the way about who we are or what we believe or why we do things the way that we do them, just let us know. We're really glad that you're here. And if you've not connected with us personally, and if, if you'd like to take that next step, if you're ready for that, just, just click the link in the chat or, or visit our website to submit a welcome card and you'll get some more information and somebody's gonna reach out to you just to say hi. Today's a really special day and in a few minutes, we're gonna celebrate something called communion. And if you don't know what that is, it's okay because I'm gonna explain it. But to get ready, you gotta do a little bit of preparation. So just grab a little bit of juice or water, uh, maybe a bite of bread or, or a cracker and set that aside. And I'll tell you about it a little bit later. In this service, you'll also hear and see some of what God has done around here over the last two decades. But you know, it's never too late to be a part of it. So come with us as we keep doing whatever it takes to reach people who aren't going to church and help them realize their fullest lives possible through Jesus. When you get involved here, whether that's by volunteering on the Dream Team, which you can do even on, in the online platform, or, or getting real in a small group, which you can also do in the online platform, when you do those things, you get a front row seat to watch lives change. And then you get to be a part, we all get to be a part of something that's bigger than ourselves. Check out this message from some people who are living the dream as part of the PCC team. Happy 20 years, PCC. Wow. We're excited to celebrate what God's done through this church for the past two decades. That's a long time, man. We want to say thank you to you. Thank you for supporting us as young and not so young, Paul, pastors, teachers, and leaders. We're just so grateful to be a part of a church that gives us opportunities to pursue our callings and then to grow into them. That's right. Between the four of us, we get to plan weekend services, preach, teach, and lead worship in them and connect kids, teenagers, and adults with God and others. That's right. But did you know that all of us here started out as kids or teenagers ourselves? I was 17 when I first started coming to PCC. I just remember the music, I remember guitar shredding on stage, and I just wanted to come back. And even as a teenager, I got to play and sing some with the worship team. Elijah, didn't you get to do some of that too? I did. I was 16 when I first came in 2006. Uh, my family started coming here. I got involved in worship, as you said, played Waiting on the World to Change by John Mayer. And I was also heavily involved in student ministry, which is where I got to hang out with this guy. Oh, yeah. Some of the best times of my life. And I think I was actually 11, fifth grade or so when I started coming here. I was part of students, like Elijah said. I was baptized here. And I've also been a part of worship. I actually sang Love Lockdown by Kanye West my first Sunday. But Lauren, were you even born when PCC started? Barely. I was eight months old and I grew up here and was baptized here as a kid. And now I get to lead kids ministry in the Powhatan campus for babies through kindergarten. And on this special day, we want to say 
thank you. Thank you for investing in what God was doing through PCC when we were kids and teenagers. And thank you for continuing to invest in us now. Absolutely. Your gifts have helped us come to know God and to follow him and then to discern his purpose for our lives and then to live all of that out. When you give here, you make stories like ours possible. And we know that there is so much more to come. So thank you. And that's the best part. We're not done. You can join us. You can give safely online or at one of our physical campuses today. With all of that in mind, would you pray with us? Let's do it. God, thank you for today. Thank you for 20 incredible years, God. We're just, uh, we here, people watching this, so many of us just cannot express our gratitude enough for what you've allowed this place to do, all for your glory, all for your kingdom, God. Would you use our gifts today to continue that mission, to continue going forward in your name forever and always, God. We love you and we thank you. Amen. Wandering into the night Wanting a place to hide This weary soul This bag of bones with all my might, I just can't win the fight, I'm slowly drifting, a vagabond, and just when I ran down the road, I met a man I didn't know, and he told me that I was not alone. But to believe my doubts are burning Like ashes in the wind <laughs> So long to my old friends oh, Burning in bitterness You can't just keep it moving Cause no, you ain't welcome here From now till I walk the streets of gold I sing about Something new, something better. Come on, count them up. Let's go. Hell, 
lost another one. I am free. You, I am free. That's right. I am free. Hell lost another one. I am free. I am free. I am free. I am free. Come on. Hell lost another one. I am free. If there ever was a song that fit this moment, that was it. Because we really feel like God did pick us up and turn us around and place our feet on solid ground. He really did heal our hearts and change our name, and we're not the same. And we thank God for that, and we should. Because for 20 years, that's been our story. And today, we're going to celebrate it. Now, birthdays are a strange thing. Oh, before I say that, um, let me just name some confusion here. Uh, is today, are we celebrating our 20th birthday or our 20th anniversary? And we've gone back and forth, and we finally settled on both or neither. I don't really know. It's an anniversary because it marks the day that we all came together the first time ever I saw your face. But, but it's also a birthday because 20 years ago, PCC was born. So let's be that special couple. Maybe, maybe we all know somebody like this who decided they chose their birthday as the day they would get married so that they would never forget. Yeah, it's both. Look, there are people here at all of our campuses who have been here a long time, a few people who've been here from the beginning. And then there are some people as at every one of our campuses who've been here a short time, as in today might be your very first day here. And this is what you need to know. For the next few minutes, we're going to do what we all do at a birthday party. We're going to celebrate the past and we're going to dream of the future. We're going to celebrate the past and dream of the future. And we'll leave today, hopefully, excited about being a part of what's next, or at least learning about what's next. And that's good, because next week, we're going to really unpack where we're headed. And it is super exciting. So make plans to be here. You really don't want to miss it. The great Jewish philosopher Joshua Heschel one time said, much of what the Bible demands can be comprised in one word, the word remember. It's why we see this recounting of the same story over and over in the Bible, like this from Judges. God sent them, he's talking about ancestors that lived a long time ago, the Israelites. God sent the Israelites a prophet who said, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, I brought you up out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. I rescued you. When these words were written and spoken, this was hundreds of years after the rescue, out of, after coming out of Egypt. 
And then hundreds of years later, again, the prophet Ezekiel recorded these words from God. He said, on that day, I swore to them, again, your ancestors, that I would bring them out of Egypt into a land I had searched out for them, a land flowing with milk and honey, the most beautiful of all lands. And then hundreds more years later, Stephen, a Jewish guy who became a follower of Jesus, standing in front of his Jewish brothers, he pleaded with them to remember that God led them out of Egypt and, and performed wonders and signs in Egypt at the Red Sea and for 40 years in the wilderness. In fact, the phrase out of Egypt occurs in the Bible at least 107 times after they came out of Egypt. It was a refrain that was repeated for hundreds of years. It was a part of their identity. And we've got some of those too, right? I mean, some of us have memories of our parents recounting the day of our birth, how they weren't prepared because you came early or what you looked like when they first saw you or how when the labor pains hit, your mom started uncharacteristically cussing at your dad because of course this was all his fault. Many of us have either heard a story like that about our own birth or we have one of those about our child's birth. Well, we have a story like that too. We, us. And it's more than nostalgic. That story, it actually informs who we are today. Let me share a piece of it with you. I didn't grow up going to church. My granddad introduced me to Jesus when I was a kid but he lived on the other side of town. And since my parents never went to church, never, well, I didn't either. And so as I grew up, as I moved into my teenage years and, and then to college, well, drinking and partying is what I did, even after Susan and I got married. So when my daughter, our first child, was two years old, she began to do what all two-year-olds do. She was a mirror. She reflected the words and actions of her parents. And one day I saw myself in her and I was horrified. I looked at Susan and I asked, do I really talk like that? Do I really act like that? I decided right then and there I needed to change. And I thought maybe God could help me. Now, none of our friends went to church. I mean, they were all still sleeping it off on Sunday mornings, if you know what I mean. So we just pulled into the church that we saw on the main road near where we lived. We, we knew of it because we, we had passed by it many times, but we didn't know anybody there. And frankly, I was a little nervous when I pulled in the parking lot. But as we approached the building, people greeted us with smiles. They were warm. They welcomed us. And that helped lower my anxiety until we got into the actual service. And there it was all strange. For example, everybody in the room seemed to communicate through some kind of telepathy. I mean, they all knew when to stand up. Nobody said, all rise, like they do in court. They were more like a flock of birds, all shifting direction in unison. But nobody really speaking any instructions. How do they know it's a mystery? So I'm following along in the program because they gave me a program and, and it gets to this other part and it says doxology. That's it. Just one word, doxology. And I have no idea what a doxology is. And for those of you who don't know who are like me, it's this hymn that is sung in many churches every single week. 
But, but the program doesn't say that. It, it should have like an asterisk next to it or a footnote that says, for anyone who knows nothing about church, please turn to hymn number 200 and follow along. But it doesn't say that. It just says doxology. It doesn't even say song. And so when and how the doxology starts is, is kind of strange too. Everybody's sitting there kind of waiting. You know the anticipation is coming for something and the pianist or the organist hits this chord and it's a very distinctive chord that props this auto response in the leg muscles of church people. And they, when the chord is played, everybody stands up in perfect unison and exactly one measure and six seconds later, they all start singing the words to this song I had never heard before in my life. I start moving my lips to make it look like I'm singing. And I hope they don't realize that I'm faking it. Well, mercifully, the doxology doesn't last very long. And on perfect cue, they all sit. I'm still standing, by the way, because no one told us to sit down. We travel down the program and we get to something called the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer. When we get there, everybody stands up and I think, oh, we're standing up because there's a dignitary here. There's some English Lord. That's what it says, the Lord's Prayer, and he must be our special guest today. Come to pray for us. And I, I wait for somebody in royal regalia to stroll across the platform, but instead everyone starts saying the exact same words. Our Father who art in heaven. This is confusing to me because I didn't know the Lord had a prayer. Who'd he pray to? Himself? And then we go through to this strange ritual where where the pastor stands in the front, holds up a cup, and he says, this is my blood, which is spilled for you, and this is my flesh, and you should drink my blood and eat my flesh. And later, I really find out that it's just, you know, juice and bread, but, but the guy at the front doesn't say it's juice and bread. He says, this is my body broken for you. This is my blood spilled for your sins. And I think this is really weird. We're drinking his blood now. And then we all join hands after we drink the guy's blood and and we, we, we become this big circle and, and we start singing this song together and everybody is smiling and looking at me because I'm the only idiot in the room who has no idea what the words to this corny song are. But I was determined. I was determined. I had to change my life. I knew it. And so I pushed my way and I learned the lingo and I learned the customs and I learned the songs and I learned the dress code. But to be completely honest... I always felt just a little bit like an imposter. And it wasn't the fault of anybody there. They, they became friends. They were mentors to me. I wouldn't be here today if they hadn't loved me. They never looked down on me. They never judged me. But I, in the, in the inside, I always, I always knew I was, I was really a come here. Not a been here. I was an outsider. So fast forward through lots of info we don't have time to unpack today. I, God worked inside of me and, 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 and he began to grow me and I became a different person. And so fast forward to early 2002, 20 years ago, God began to speak to me. His voice was clear. His message was undeniable. As clear as I've ever heard the voice of God in my whole life, he said to me, now, I want you to go get your people. People who are interested in God, people who are open to the truth about Jesus, people who want to change their lives, but feel like outsiders to the church. Go get your people. It was a crazy idea. It was a crazy idea. But on Sunday, September 1st, 2002, with a small group of people who had rallied around this cause and 
virtually no resources, and absolutely no experience. On that day, our church was born. I'm excited to celebrate 20 years of PCC with you. I've gotten to be here since the very beginning, and today is a great day. You know, now our church is a multi-site church with locations throughout Central Virginia and a reach around the country, really around the world. But we started as a small group of people in Powhatan, Virginia, who felt called to start a church for people who didn't go to church. And wherever you are, whichever campus you're part of, you're able to be there today because of the faith, the sacrifice, the commitment of a lot of people over the last 20 years. I've reached out to some of the other people who've been around here for a long time, and I've invited them to come sit in this hot seat for a few minutes. I hope you enjoy hearing about their journeys at PCC. I'm Mandy Chilcoat, commonly confused around here with Pastor Angie Frame. We are indeed identical twins, and we have been confusing people here for the whole 20 years. I've been at PCC since before we even had a church. I had left some other churches and promised I was never going to church again. And then Brian talked to me one day and says, look, we're going to have an adventure. We're going to start a church, but it's not going to be a, what you expect. We had met, been meeting at Brian's house. We had maybe 30 people. And the first Sunday, 140 people showed up. So we were already excited. <laughs> I was actually still a senior in college, but Angie and I came home to be here for the first Sunday. My wife and I, uh, we had heard Brian preach a few times and we liked his delivery. So uh, after a while there, we got to asking around and uh, found out he was starting his own church. So we showed up one morning. I have been at PCC since day one. They were so welcoming and so warming and it was so different than the church that we had come from. And I just remember leaving and being like, wow, we gotta go back and do that again. All of the churches that I had ever been to before were uh, traditional churches. You know, we were uh, coat and tie. What I remember the most uh, out of that first uh, service was a gentleman named Jimmy. Jimmy played electric guitar. He lit that room up with spirits in the sky. I broke out in sweat. I had no idea what was taking place and what I'd got myself into. We were trying really hard to figure out what it was to be this new kind of church that nobody had ever experienced before, but it took us a lot of steps to get there. We've only been around now for about four months. We're going to talk about what's been going well. We can talk about areas we need to uh, tweak and, and debug and do better. Services at the elementary school were a great deal of time commitment. The few of us there were really worked a lot, <laughs> but we still enjoyed it. They did set up every Sunday and they were there at what some people would call an ungodly hour, Brian would call a godly one, and church set up was not what it is today. Nothing was simple. All the gear was coming out of a box, you know, a van from outside, putting tarps on the floor, taping wires down. I mean, just transform this little gymnasium into a worship center. You did what needed to be done. Everybody wore multiple hats and did uh, multiple things to make it happen. The whole time uh, that all of that was going on, Brian was working on us too. 
the, the messages were uh, different. They were soulful. It didn't take long to realize the magnitude of uh, what was taking place there. God planted in us a wonder. A wonder. Wonder what would happen if we intentionally designed a church for people who don't go to church, for people who don't like church, for people who don't like church people. What would that look like? In the early days, I remember Brian's sweaters, lots of stories about uh, Krispy Kreme donuts, um, just amazing messages from Brian. About broken people, and which I was happened to be the biggest broken person sitting in there. I guess it wasn't such a crazy idea after all. The atmosphere and the environment was warm and welcome and everybody just, they just seemed like a team and it was, it was a fun place to be. Hi, I'm Ron. And I'm Don. Welcome to our first series of the Fireside Chats. I was there three weeks and somebody had said, hey, can you be in a skit? And I said, okay. And for whatever reason, they asked me to do another one because maybe maybe we didn't have that many people, I don't know. But and one thing that Chad and I had done was, was these two characters that we call Ron and Don. But Don, it's our most treasured past. But does it have to be so hazardous? If you were here back then, you, you still remember Ron and Don skits. They were kind of a, a running duo we had with some fun humor in the services. Hey, Ron and Don, I'm hey. glad to see hey. you guys back hey. with us uh, today. Uh -huh. uh, wow, yeah, I thought you guys had moved. Both of them had these crazy characters. So funny that they were hilarious. Sending us to Belize a month early and um, <laughs> leaving us behind. That, I'm sorry, that doesn't qualify as moving in my book found your way home. Yeah. yeah. Just goofy, fun-loving, uh, brotherly characters who were bumbling but so good-intentioned and so just really just wanted people to see Jesus. And I feel like you can be that here at PCC. You can be that kind of a person. Uncharted territory is trying something. This is worse than baptizing yourself. You know, you guys... You, you guys need to go and study some scripture or something. And then we had lots of dance elements, which I very much enjoyed the artistic uh, side of that. I have appreciated that PCC has leaned into the arts and included them in the service to communicate to people. We did a glow stick dance number and we danced to Yahweh, like an African style of dance. That's one of my all time favorites. Two of my friends, dressed in white and danced in the colored paint powder. I thought that was a really cool moment that I still remember. The thing that I've been doing for the last 13 or 14 years that I really love is the kids' ministry, doing the storytelling upstairs with the Power Jam kids. Not only speak to them here on Sundays, but to see them at school and be, and they're like, I know you, you're the guy from church. You're Sam Shovel. You're the private detective in, in Power Jam. And they'll tell me something maybe they learned about the from the story, you know, something that applies to their lives. And and that's not, you know, it's a taboo area for teachers to be able to talk about that. But if, if a kid opens the door, then I'm happy to talk with you about it. So I just still feel called to be doing it, and I feel like God still needs me here, and and I'll keep doing it as long as he needs me. So PCC's been a huge part of, of me becoming who I am, um, but aside from that, just 
the mission of the church and uh, reaching those that are, are untouched. This particular church, being able to walk people through a journey and let them do their own searching and grow at their own pace uh, is extraordinary. Being at the Midlow campus now, it's really exciting again. The building created that energy that we had in the first days all over again. I've been to, I think, every service except for maybe eight or ten. And every single Sunday has been a new adventure. So to me, I, I, can't, I just can't miss. 20 years has not changed. It's like the first day. I'm still here because there's still people who've been untouched and unaffected by traditional churches. We're here because we're on a mission for God and we have a job to do. So we got to keep doing our job till the day we're gone. Just why I keep coming. It is still exciting. There's still work to be done. There's a whole new generation of people and uh, I'm glad to still be part of it. Along the way, many people have asked me, why did we thrive? I mean, the story of PCC is unusual. I mean, highly unusual. It's really rare. Most new churches struggle from their very first day, and most of them die within five years. And I'm not saying that's good. It's just a fact. So why were we different? There were several reasons that we thrived since we launched. Now, I can think of at least a half a dozen or so, but... I just want to share two of them with you today, two central factors that are criti critical, crucial for not just our past, but also for our future. First, we were defined by unity, defined by unity. Jesus famously prayed this. He looked toward heaven and he said, I have given them, he's talking about his followers, you and me, I have given them the glory that you gave me so that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect, what? Unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. Unity. Jesus could have prayed that his followers would have victory. He could have prayed that his followers would have protection. They certainly needed that. He could have prayed that they would have resources. They were under-resourced. He could have prayed that they would have success or health or a thousand other things. Instead, he prayed that they would have, that they would experience such perfect unity. That the world will know that you, God, sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. Unity would be our defining characteristic. It would be the formula for success more than funding. It would be more critical than strategy. It would be more essential than good preaching or music or buildings or a thousand other things. Unity. Around what? Well, not politics. I mean, we're all over the map there. And not nationality or race because... We're a beautifully diverse crowd and not church background because some of us have multi-generational roots in church and some of us are just beginning. No, our unity is around the one thing we all believe, the one we all rally around, Jesus Christ. We believe that Jesus was God, is God. 
We believe that he died for our sin. We believe that he rose from the grave. We believe that he made a way for us all to have the best life here and eternal life when here is over. We've rejected the pressure to unite around other causes so that we can keep Jesus as the one we gather for, the one we worship, the one we work so hard to ensure that his name is made known. I believe that unity around Jesus is exactly what got us here. And unity around Jesus is what will take us into the future. And Jesus gave us a a powerful symbol that would remind us of the one we have unity around. A symbol that we call, sometimes we call it communion. A symbol that strangely was so odd to me in the past. But interestingly, the the word unity is embedded in this word. Now, I don't have time to give you all of the history behind it, but this is how we get to it. Paul unpacks it in 1 Corinthians. He says, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and he said, This is my body. It's a symbol. He's giving us a powerful symbol. This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, Jesus took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So it's fitting for us to do this today, celebrating what our unity is around. Our unity is around Jesus. So now's the time to get the bread and the juice And I want you to grab that now and let's remember and let's celebrate the unity that got us here, the unity that we share around Jesus. On the night before he was crucified, Jesus gathered his closest followers and he held up a piece of bread and he said to them, this is my body broken for you. He he used it to symbolize what was about to happen as he allowed himself to be tortured and crucified. This is my body broken for you. And then he took the cup and he held it up and he said to his followers, This is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for the sins of many. When you drink this, remember me. Remember what I did. Can I ask you to pause with me right now and pray with me? God, we remember... We remember who you are. We remember who we are in you because of what you did. And today, we just want to acknowledge our unity is around you. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you that we have life because of you. Thank you that the life that we have in our church flows because of you. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. So unity 
around Jesus is how we got here. One more thing that brought us to where we are today is resolve. From our very first moment, we were resolved. We were determined. We were absolutely committed to reaching people who didn't go to church and helping them come to know Jesus. There were then and there are now thousands of people around wherever you're sitting right now who don't go to church. Maybe because they were hurt by church or because they didn't see church as relevant or because like me, they just felt like they didn't fit in. I mean, church people can be, if we're honest, a little strange. I'm not trying to make fun of anyone or or belittle anyone. I'm just saying there's this stereotypical church person that finds a way to make every conversation about Jesus and every other sentence that they speak is a quote from the Bible. Church people speak their own language with churchy words that often make the rest of us feel like we're just a little bit dumb. I mean, I know what it's like to feel like I'm the only one who doesn't know what everybody else in the room seems to clearly know. And when that's you, you feel less than. I mean, you feel like an outsider, like you don't fit. A few weeks ago, we got to do an outing, Susan and I did, with, our, with three of our granddaughters. We went to the art factory, and we played and played and played. It was a blast. We had so much fun that day. Well, Ruby, our youngest granddaughter, and when we were done, she went home with our daughter-in-law. But the other two, Kinsley and Paisley, they got in our car and they headed back home with me and Susan. And I'm in the front and Susan's next to me with a three-year-old and a two-year-old appropriately in their car seats in the back. And I'm driving and we hadn't gotten far at all. I mean, we were 25 minutes from home. We're probably five minutes down the road and Susan says, oh no, they're going to sleep. Now, this is a major crisis. They cannot go to sleep in the car because if they go to sleep in the car, they won't take a nap when we get home. And if they don't take a nap when we get home, we can't take a nap when we get home. And after all that time playing, we needed a nap. So what do we do? Susan says, I don't know. What do we do? And I said, I know. I'm going to get in the back and I'm going to keep them awake. So we pull over and Susan jumps behind the wheel and I get in the back between the two car seats. And this is what it looked like. I squeezed in between them. I literally had no place to put my arms and they're trying to go to sleep and I'm singing loudly like, don't go to sleep. And I'm poking them and I'm clapping my hands and I'm yelling. And they both thought, I know they both thought this is just so weird. And Kinsley, the older one over here, she was very disturbed by this. She kept saying, Papa, get back in your seat. You don't fit. You don't fit. You don't fit. That's how a lot of people who want to change their lives or get close to God feel about church. Like you don't fit. And I'm here today to tell you, yes, you do. You fit right here in the church that was built for you, in the church that was designed with you in mind. Why? Because we were resolved and we still are to make a place where people who don't go to church will feel comfortable on their spiritual journey, where you will never be singled out or put on the spot or made to feel less than just because you haven't memorized the Bible or if you don't have one or if you've never read a word of it because we are resolved to not judge you, 
We've got enough of our own junk to point the finger at ourselves, trust me. And we're resolved not to hijack your journey. It's your journey after all, it doesn't belong to us. It doesn't belong to me. And we're resolved that you can move at your pace and when you're ready, well, we're here to help. That's it. 20 years ago, when we started this crazy experiment, they said that our church wasn't needed. Some said it wasn't wanted. Many said it wouldn't make it, but we pushed resolved that we could fill a void, we could scratch a spiritual itch, we could along the way actually change lives and change the world, and we've been doing it. And we remember on our 20th birthday anniversary that we've been united around faith in Jesus and we share resolve for the cause of Jesus. That's who we are, that's who you are, and it's who we will be in the future. How, how did we get here? An unwavering belief that there is nothing we can't do when we are operating under the power of God because there is nothing that God can't do. Don't you agree? Say it with me. Say it out loud from wherever you are. There's nothing God can't do. There's nothing God can't do. There is nothing God can't do. There's nothing that our God can't do. It's not a mountain that He can't move. Oh, praise the name. That makes a way There's nothing that our God can't do the storm that surrounds me Just one word The darkness has to retreat Just one touch I feel the presence of heaven Just one touch My eyes are open to see my heart can't help but believe There's nothing that our God can't do There's not a mountain that He can't move Oh, praise the name that makes a way There's nothing that our God can't do Just one word You hear what's broken inside me Just one word, and you revive every dream. Just one touch, I feel the power of heaven. Just one touch, my eyes are open to see, my heart can't help but believe.
and the direction that he's given to our church has brought us to a place we never dreamed possible. But we shouldn't be surprised. I mean, that's God, right? And he's not done yet. We're not even close to being finished. There are so many exciting things in our future. God has given us a vision for what comes next and you really don't wanna miss next week. But when you're gonna to get to hear about that vision for our future, it's beyond exciting. So make sure you're there. Bring a friend. We'll see you then.
I shouldn't do what you did. 